Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Now that we've gotten past the constitutional question that I'm not so sure the Senate is allowed to answer to begin with, at a 56 to 44 vote, six Republicans voting in favor of allowing the trial to proceed, the trial's proceeding. Jamie Raskin, uh, Jonah Guse of Colorado, Raskins of Maryland, and now it's good Mr. Castro from a uh, failed run for president to... Well, he did get in some disingenuous stuff. I mean, when you're showing video of people on the street saying, oh, if Biden wins, it's clearly a rigged election. That is not proof of incitement of insurrection. And and when you show a video clip from the uh, from President Trump in July of 2020, as as uh, Representative Castro did, Joaquin Castro of of, of Texas saying to Chris Wallace, well, we'll have to see what the election result is before I say I'm going to accept it. That is not incitement of insurrection. You may not like it, but the dishonesty is just incredible and absolutely wholeheartedly unnecessary. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. First, what happened yesterday? Six Republicans voting with the Democrats. Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, Ben Sass of Nebraska, Mitt Romney of Utah, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Susan Collins of Maine, and Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, all saying, yeah, yeah, there's enough here. Uh, We think it's constitutional. I think that the Democrats made their point pretty well. Okay. I thought that's the way it was going to go. I'm not surprised by it. I don't think most of us are. Here we are now, day one. Day one, you had Representative Nagoose pulling on a little bit of, of heartstrings, and now you've got Joaquin Castro, as I would say it, being most disingenuous. Here are all the things President Trump said. But in context, are they things that say, let's engage in insurrection? The idea of fight like hell, that's the issue? Oh, you're not going to win that argument. It's a bad argument. You're putting out tweets from President Trump, stop the count and stop the fraud. I thought that was just the rantings of a madman. I, that, that's what I thought. I thought stop the count when he tweeted stop the count, the count was going in, fa- in his favor. Why would he want to stop it? Isn't that what everybody said? And they made fun of him for it? This is going to be an interesting thing they're putting together. Very, very interesting because they're going to place it this way. And then, of course, uh, Trump's lawyers are going to come and say, well, no, no, no. Actually, if you look at context, remember, none of it's for the people in that room. They are not playing to senators in that room. To play to senators in that room, you would think you would have a snowball's chance and you know where of getting them to vote with you. You need 60, you need 67 senators to convict. I'm not even sure you have five of the six who voted to say, hey, we can continue down the road here. Right? I, I'm, I, I'm saying that you, you, you might have five. 
So you would need another, wait, hold on, do the math. If I have 55, I need 67. So that's another uh, uh, 450 senators. That's 12. You need another 12 senators. Where are they coming from? Where are they magically going to appear? You see, you could get them to agree that they don't like what President Trump did. You're not going to get them to agree that he incited insurrection. If you had gone for censure, they may very well have voted with you. But don't blame them, Democrats, because you picked a loser of an article. Remember, they have to argue that their article of impeachment inciting an insurrection is proven. They can't do it because it's so broad. Remember, when they brought the first impeachment against President Trump, they didn't say obstruction of justice, they said obstruction of Congress. And they invented the terminology, meaning... They said, we want these documents. And the president said, I want to check with the court to see if I have to give you the documents. And they said, obstruction of Congress. The president isn't entitled to get a decision from from, uh, the courts? Well, well, well. Ain't, Ain't that something? But they're the ones who put those articles out there. They were weak articles. This one, equally as weak. Different than whether or not the country sees Trump in a good light or a bad light. Let's hear what Representative Joaquin Castro has to say. And there it is. They had bought into his big lie. President Trump told his supporters over and over again, nearly every day, in dozens of tweets, speeches, and rallies, that their most precious right in our democracy, their voice, their vote, was being stripped away, and they had to fight to stop that. And they believed him, and so they fought. And you may say, well, he didn't know that they'd take up arms. But when he did know, when it was all over the news, President Trump didn't stop. As Mr. Swalwell will show, after Donald Trump lost, he became even more desperate and incited his base even further. He urged them again and again with increasingly forceful language to fight to stop the steal. And even as the certification got closer and he grew even more desperate, He gave them specific instructions on how, where, and when to fight to stop the steal. He told them to show up on January 6th and march to the U.S. Capitol to stop the certification of the election results. And he told them to come here and fight like hell. You will see clearly that this violent mob that showed up here on January 6th didn't come out of thin air. President Donald John Trump incited this violence. And that's the truth. So that's Joaquin Castro. And again, using this terminology, big lie, that is a Nazi terminology. It's disgusting that they're using it. 
really not interested in in having a debate with someone. Uh, if if you know people on the political left who are okay with this terminology, a big lie being used, know that they are now and forever wrong. They don't know what it means. They have no concept of history. It's disgusting. I swear if I don't hear every rabbi in America just all out pissed about this, if they are not writing their letters to the editor, calling into their local radio, demanding interviews on local television, excoriating their members of Congress, well then, dear Lord, let's just send them a bottle of Gorilla Glue. They can reattach their foreskin. Because they got nothing left to offer. Oh, speaking of Gorilla Glue. Your car's seatbelt, safety miracle or decapitation nightmare? What is the connection between rain and farming? The answer may surprise you. Heroin, sex, machine guns, flamethrowers, murder. There's no story here. We've just found that ratings go up when we say those words. It's time for the worst headline of the day. Just yesterday, I was telling the story of this girl who put Gorilla Glue in her hair, right? She used this this kind of hair product that was called something glue, and she she ran out. And so she used Gorilla Glue, you know, the, the adhesive. And the, this thing, this, it, 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 it you, you, you attach it to something, it dries, you're done, it's there. It's crazy good. So she couldn't move her hair. Could not move her hair. Went to uh, an emergency room and and even Gorilla Glue said, hey, uh, you didn't use it the way you're supposed to. Sorry about that. You might want to try some rubbing alcohol, things like that. And now she's thinking of suing Gorilla Glue. I just want to say for the record that people were like, uh, we shouldn't make fun of this girl. She's raised $13,000 to help cover her medical bills. I mean, she started to go fund me and people are like, here you go. Chance the rapper chimed in, help, glad people are being uh, su- supporting her. If she sues Gorilla Glue, I hope Gorilla Glue sues her for a billion dollars. Now, she doesn't have a billion dollars. What does it matter? A billion dollars, just to remind people, because you're a damn fool, doesn't mean Gorilla Glue goes out of business. What next? The coffee from McDonald's is hot? You guys, that's a famous lawsuit, right? It's almost a bit of urban legend. Gorilla Glue did not have to put on their label, do not use in hair. You should have known not to use it in your hair. It's an adhesive. Did she read the directions? Oh, they're printed too small? Stop it. Stop it. I, 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 I think it's weird that people gave her money, but, but whatever. Right, whatever people want to do, it's their money and they can do with it what they will. If she sues Gorilla Glue, I only hope they sue back into the billion. Nope, billions, into the billions. You don't just sue into the billion, you sue into the billions. Just make it go away. Be aggressive, please. I'm Tony Katz. The impeachment trial of President Trump. What? 
former President Trump, much better, continues on down the line. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, be sure to like the page. It's everybody's favorite Chinese spy lover, Eric Swalwell. They made him an impeachment manager. By the way, I think creating a credibility issue for the impeachment managers. He is now presenting, well, who only knows what. Let's listen. In the face of threats to elected officials, this is his message. And he calls them rhinos, Republicans in name only, and tells them to never give up. President Trump, to him, it was his supporters against anyone who would not overturn the election results so that President Trump could win. But on December 14, despite all of President Trump's efforts to stop, the electors cast their votes according to the will of the American people, and Joe Biden was certified as having won 306 electoral college votes. The day after this occurred, Leader McConnell recognized this, stating, many of us hoped that the presidential election would yield a different result. But our system of government has processes to determine who will be sworn in on January 20. The Electoral College has spoken. As Manager Castro said, no one here, no one among us wants to lose an election. Sometimes there's a reason to dispute an election. Sometimes the count is close. Sometimes we ask for a recount or we go to court. That's entirely appropriate. But what President Trump did was different. What President Trump did was the polar opposite of what any of us would do if we lost an election. Because once the outcome is clear and a judge rules, we concede. We recognize the will of the American people because we let the people decide. And that's what all of the courts, the Justice Department, and the 50 states that had counted the votes, they said it was time for a peaceful transition of power because that's what our Constitution and rule of law demands. Except President Trump. He directed all of the rage that he had incited to January 6th. That was his last chance to stop the peaceful transition of power. And that brings us to the attack. Manager Castro told you the power of the lie, especially when the lie comes from the most powerful person in the world, the Commander-in-Chief. It also helps if you spend millions of dollars to amplify that lie. You'll see here, in mid-December, President Trump announced the release of ads, including ones entitled, The Evidence is Overwhelming, Fraud, Stop the steal. He spent $50 million from his legal defense fund on these ads to stop the steal and amplify his message. They were released nationally, played in video ads, online advertising, and targeted text messages. They used the same words and phrases that President Trump had been spreading for months, that the election was full of fraud, to stop the steal, but now they had a specific purpose. How do we know that purpose? These ads were designed to run all the way up to January 5. And then they stopped. 
this was purposeful and deliberate planning to target his base to rally around that day. And it wasn't just his ads. He continued to use his own platform. He told his supporters, who truly believed their victory had been stolen and who were ready to fight when, where, and how to stop what he believed was a steal. Donald Trump would issue a deliberate call to action. And just like in his ads, that, was action, that action centered around January 6th. On December 19, at 1.42 in the morning, our commander-in-chief tweeted, big protest in D.C. on January 6th. Be there. Will be wild. Will be wild. We know why he picked this day. It wasn't random. It was his last chance to stop a peaceful transition of power. And he gave his supporters plenty of time to plan. This was the save the date, sent out 18 days before the event on January 6th. And it wasn't a casual one-off reference or a single invitation. For the next 18 days, Donald Trump would make sure to remind them over and over and over to show up on January 6th. And he would tell them exactly what he wanted them to do. On December 26th, he tweets, if a Democrat presidential candidate had an election rigged and stolen with proof of such acts at a level never seen before, the Democrat senators would consider it an act of war and fight to the death. Mitch and the Republicans do nothing, just want to let it pass. No fight. He's saying that the Republicans are doing nothing and have no fight because you are doing your job taking on the constitutional process of certifying the Electoral College results. I think everybody would agree with that. That's exactly what Donald Trump was saying. You're not doing your job. You're not fighting. You're not dealing with what's going on in the states. This brings us back to a conversation of, you know Pennsylvania wasn't right? I mean, that's an easy conversation. I should be afraid to have that. I'm inciting a riot. The courts usurped the authority of the legislative. There were weird videos in Georgia. There were weird things in Michigan. It's okay to say so. He wanted more people to start talking about it, not be afraid to be shouted down by no widespread voter fraud. They still don't have the incitement yet. I'm Tony Katz. So they settled on a name. They settled on a name, a replacement for Aunt Jemima, the, 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 the syrup. The pancakes, mm, delicious, I tell you. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. So you can head on over there and like the page. The podcast at Rumble, rumble.com. And the new name of Aunt Jemima Syrup is... You got to love that. You got to be impressed by that, right? That we have a drum roll just on cue. The new name of Aunt Jemima Syrup, Pearl Milling Company. Yeah. That's how, that's how the rest of us felt about it. It's a bad name. Founded in 1888, 
the originator of the iconic self-rising pancake mix that would later become known as Aunt Jemima. They want to take uh, the, the logo there, and they think that it's a bigoted logo. Fine, fine, go ahead. Go ahead. You still could have called it Aunt Jemima. You could have at least, I don't know, found something that was interesting. Pearl Milling Company? I mean, tip of the hat to the, to the old school, but it, it, it's, there's no love there. There is no love there. Sorry, it's just, you know. One of those things. We talked yesterday uh, about this shooting that had taken place in Minnesota, and it was just breaking. Well, it's a story. Uh, a 67-year-old in custody. One person is dead. Five people were shot. This is at the, I think it's pronounced Alina, the Alina Clinic Crossroads. So one dead. Five, uh, five people were shot. One person died. Other four victims were brought to a, a, another local uh, hospital. Um, this is still an investigation. You know, as is being reported, 15 shots were fired. Someone just came in and started shooting uh, uh, the gun and a briefcase. Um, there were there's conversations about bombs. This is all going to come together, you know, soon enough. Witnesses saying they heard explosions during uh, the attack. I found it interesting that... We don't have more. That while it got some coverage, it didn't get the intensity of coverage that I thought it would get as we were kind of breaking it yesterday. And okay, here's here's what we know uh, of what's going on, and I, I, that's that's all we had. So of course, it didn't go forward, right? You don't you don't make things up. You you wait till you have the information, and then you can share the information. I was just surprised there wasn't more push on the subject. More information out there. Impeachment? Uh, you don't want to talk about somebody involved in a shooting and, on Joe Biden's watch? Right? Unfortunately, the mind goes to all those kinds of places. Really and truly does. I mean, or we could focus on things that are just in the administration's purview, like Secretary Pete Buttigieg, Secretary of Transportation, talking about roads. What's the biggest way that transportation has been permanently changed by the pandemic? It's too soon to know for sure, but I think it's safe to say that our old patterns of life, uh, the nine to five Monday through Friday commuting patterns, are not going to be exactly the same. Yeah, and so how might that change what your staff does? Uh, you know, we think transplants and automobiles, but uh, uh, what about bikes, scooters, wheelchairs for that matter? Those are things you plan to pay more attention to. Absolutely, yeah. Look, roads aren't only for vehicles. We got to make sure that, that pedestrians and individuals and bicyclists and businesses can all coexist on the same roadway. You cannot coexist with bicyclists. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, can't be done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get yelled at. I am cool with it. My issue is not with you riding a bike. My issue is with you thinking that riding a bike is important. Roads are for cars. Roads are for trucks. Roads are for buses. Roads are for the movement of people not you deciding that you can make a left turn without signaling because, look, I'm in spandex and I'm just like the guys who do the Tour de France, except, you know, without the hills. And, of course, the absolute incredible gifts of athleticism. But I've got the good hat. Well, the wind resistance must be amazing. 
just sliding right through. You're just so quick. There's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm not doing it. I really don't have an issue with with people riding a bike. I mean, that would be a weird thing to have an issue with. I have an issue with bikes thinking that they are akin to cars on the road. They're not. And the cities that create these bike lanes, they take away parking spaces for it. They reduce traffic for it. This is some very, very messed up stuff because it isn't based on safety. It's based on being anti-car. And these conversations, O'Toole is his name from the Cato Institute, I believe, uh, is written about this. I forget his first name. Um, it's being, it's, it's anti-car. That's what it is. Well, you know, the, the, the bikes, they reduce uh, pollution. Uh, well, it's an interesting conversation there. Because one of the things that happens with the bicyclist is that because uh, they are uh, moving in and out, there's more braking. There could be more idling. Then if you want to talk about the health of the bicyclist in downtowns, they're riding through and riding next to exhaust. But the biggest part of it is it's trying to keep cars off the road. And this is a mistake. People's movement creates opportunity. Never mind joy. The more ability you have to move freely, the more joy you have. Think about it in a very, think about it in a very, very microcosm kind of way. Have you ever done an MRI? Have you, have you ever gone for one? I went for one once and five minutes. All right, I was done. And it wasn't the claustrophobia. Right, because you, you lay down on, on on the thing, and then right, you, your your head goes in, and then there's like this. They call it a cage that goes over your head, and it's got the mirror thing, so you can see your your, your toes there, and you can see people, and you got the the little bulb in your hand in case you got it yourself an issue. And they were willing to play me music. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then you slide in. My issue was not uh, the, the the claustrophobia. My issue was I find very often that I give my neck a little crack. I don't know about you. Producer, are you ever do that? No. Just give your, just you know just just give you just move your neck, give it a little crack. No, I'm a knuckles guy. Are you? Okay. So so same same concept. Right? I find that my neck doesn't hurt, right? I'm not in pain, but I find that like there comes a moment where like oh it just feels a touch stiff and maybe it's a maybe it's a tick like a nervous tick kind of thing but I do that I do it often maybe a chiropractor is gonna be like you are going to die Tony stop that immediately and then people are gonna say why are you listening to chiropractors they're crazy people I don't think chiropractors are crazy people they're fine um and I realized between they had they my head was too big to have a pillow so I don't really have the the pillow there. So I'm leaned back a little bit more. The cage is on. I have headphones on because they're they're playing me a little Stevie Ray. Right? I had Stevie Ray Vaughn playing. I couldn't make that crack. It's not really in my neck. It's more like the neck, shoulders, that upper back. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't move it. I was like, okay, I'm done here. And I squeezed the bulb and she's like, hey. I'm like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> As if she had heard that a million times in her life, the nurse was like, all right, we'll get, we'll get you out right now. <laughs> five seconds later, which felt like five years, I was out. I re- I've got to admit, I felt really, it took me a good half hour to get my bearings back, which was a very strange 
strange feeling in and of itself. Like I didn't know that that would happen. I was I was I was rather taken by the fact that I was just. I mean, I drove home. It wasn't like a thing I was drugged up for. Um, because you can do that. You can do the one that you're drugged up for, and and who knows that 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 may come. Um, but like, I felt off. My stomach was off. I just felt a little queasy from the whole from the whole experience. Why? Because I could not move freely. Moving freely is very important in a free society. And people want to drive from point A to point B. They want to Uber from point A to point B. I have no problem if you want a bike, but you aren't as important as a car. Next question. The bicyclist is not as important as the car. That's not anger. Those are facts. And anytime we say otherwise, we are nuts. So when Pete Buttigieg says roads are for more than cars, what he's saying is, hope you enjoy another 22 minutes on your commute. Really and truly. Oh, and that gas guzzler, well, that's got to go because you're going to spend too much time idling. So we're going to need electric uh, vehicles for you. Oh, we don't actually have enough ability to power all the electric vehicles that these people want to put out there. Hmm. Guess you can only drive on Monday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Hey, <laughs> be thankful it's three days a week. Am I right? No one drives on Sunday. The whole country is Ocean Grove, New Jersey at that moment. Every time they talk like this, you realize that this is just a long-awaited plan that someone thought of in a faculty lounge about how to really make things better. I'm not angry with bicyclists. I just want you to know your damn place. I'm Tony Katz. Cannabis stocks up big. I mean, you know, good on them. I guess with impeachment, everyone just needs something to make them calm down. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Seems that the Reddit people are playing uh, playing in that. Uh, for sure. We're going to see. We're going to see. Can they make lightning uh, strike twice? I don't know. And does it mean that more people are going to be, you know, if you watch GameStop go up and then GameStop just fall apart, are you now going to, at the first rally, decide to sell? GameStop, by the way, is at $57 a share. It was uh, 47 when the day started. So who knows? I don't know exactly what kind of... Uh, skill set they have meaning i don't know exactly how much they can make the difference but they clearly did right they clearly did that regarding gamestop can they do that kind of thing again is a question and if it isn't something that's the focus of the new york stock exchange will they care this time will they care do you care about the idea of hypocrisy? There is a chef in California by the name of Andrew Gruel. We've actually talked about him before. And uh, he is a, a judge on, on Food Network, uh, Slapfish Seafood. Can't say I'm an expert on knowing Slapfish. 
And the story that he posts on Twitter is about a California district attorney, Diana Becton, district attorney of California's Contra Costa County. She was she is charged her job enforcing state and local coronavirus regulations. Now, you know, this is California. And what have they been saying in California? You can't get together with this one. You can't get together with that one. You can't talk to the other one. No, 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 no. And, and, and no, you can't breathe in the same room and you can't be in the same neighborhood. You can't talk to your relatives. You got to totally drop your kids off somewhere else. Let them live in the woods on their own because it's safer for them because of coronavirus. Except if you're the governor, in which case you can go to French Laundry and have somebody else spend two, three thousand dollars on your meal alone while you're with 21 other people not wearing a mask. That's totally fine. That's the hypocrisy that we're talking about. Well, Diana Becton hosted a wedding reception in her backyard. She says uh, she left notes for neighbors warning that there would be 20 to 30 extra cars parked in the area during the August 1st celebration, according to the San Francisco uh, Chronicle. And the county was being monitored for high risk of COVID-19 transmission. I really do hope Gavin Newsom uh, gets recalled. Oh, I, I absolutely positively do. I really do hope uh, that uh, that recall takes place and people see what happens when you, when you screw with them. Then there's this. And I don't know what it means yet. I just found it interesting. In Lincoln, Nebraska, I received this this bit of PR. Public relations firm sends it to me. And uh, it's about conversion therapy. Conversion therapy. Conversion therapy is the idea that if someone is gay, supposedly there's a way to get the gay out of them. Pray the gay away. I, I, whenever I hear conversion therapy, I'm like, do you mean electric shock therapy? Because all that to me is so horrifically and violently and sickly barbaric. I want no part of it. But they send me this thing about um, a a so-called ban or, or a ban on what they say is so-called conversion therapy for 18-year-olds and under. It would allow minors to seek therapy-affirming same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria, but not reducing it. This is the same type of prohibition they write that New York City repealed in 2019 after being challenged in court. Now, the reason I bring this up is I I clearly need to learn more about it and, 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 and I want to. The reason I bring it up is it's so funny that this is being discussed in Lincoln, Nebraska. Because this exact same thing, exact same thing, is being discussed in Indiana, where I live. Not just in in the capital city, but for the state. The same conversation, a ban on conversion therapy. And as I've read the legislation, I'm like, look, look, again, if you're telling me about uh, physical things or chemical things, I, I, I oppose it with every fiber of my being. If someone says they're confused about their sexuality and wants to talk to someone about it, is that person allowed to talk to them or not? That's my question. I can't get a a solid answer. Now it's happening in Lincoln? 
Is that coincidence or is that something else? I'm curious. Now I want information from all the sides. Give me your take. Tony at TonyCats.com. Email me. Can't wait to read it. This is Tony Katz today.